women. Women, 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 women. Get them out of here. Out. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and f my sister. Wow. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. You gonna die doing this dumb ass, yeah. fucking fool? Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your fucking mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. What? You told me to leave wallet in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap him. I can make you slap somebody. So kiss my black I thought the bitch was white! Not okay. They front of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to him like that and I'm gonna talk to you like that. And I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. And you guys that's been here with me know goddamn well we ain't practice like this, true? You guys are saying true. I don't want you saying true because I'm saying true. You gotta know when you look at that 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 ain't the way we practice. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Not back to it. This is the first time we're joining you this morning. Yeah, uh, if you've been paying attention to the Facebook Live video, you heard me admit. Yeah, I didn't get much sleep last night. I uh, couldn't get a guest out of my house, um, which wasn't the worst problem in the world to have. But I uh, got a little got, got a little late start to my sleeping last night. Uh, you know, didn't get to bed as early as I would normally like. We are without Munch today as well. Munch is on vacation with his kid, taking him to like every baseball park in America. So Munch will not be with us. Um, and, uh, you know, that always throws, you know, that always throws oil in the water and I, and I don't like it. So like he will not be with us. Uh, I am joined every day by the able body Matthew Fantone. And dude, I think people are going to be really pissed about how I choose to start this show today. Okay. Okay. We lost a musical, what people are going to call a legend yesterday. Okay. Now I'm going to disagree and I'm going to, I'm going to say, let's pull back on the legend thing with Aretha Franklin. And that sounds like blasphemy to a lot of you. And the only reason it does is because she made all of her fame before you were born. And so, therefore, it's built-in legacy. But if we ran Aretha Franklin through the same standard that we put current musicians through, she would be bottom of the pile and you would talk about how she was trash. And I can prove it to you right here. Every Tuesday, we do a segment called New Turd Tuesday. And in it, we play multiple formats of songs. I am a little bit of a country music fan. I don't like it all, but there are things I like. I'm a Jason L. Dean fan. As a matter of fact, I'm going to his show next week at Blossom. I even like a couple of Luke Bryan stuff. Jake Owen, big fan. Right? And I'm told every single week, oh, you have trash musical opinions. Oh, you have trash musical taste. And I always say, well, why? Those guys aren't artists. Well, why not? I mean, they recorded the song. They sang the song. They put it out, and people bought the song. They're popular. They sell tickets. Why not? They didn't write it. They didn't do it. They didn't write it. Trash. They didn't write it. Because you have become so opinionated because we've given you three or four different versions of social media, so God forbid one of your opinions doesn't seep out of the side of your goddamn head. But at the end of the day, Aretha Franklin, her biggest hit, didn't write it. Didn't write it. As a matter of fact, I have her writing credits up, pulled up right now. It's a list of what? It's a list of, huh? It's a list of you've never heard it. Her biggest hits, she didn't write. Somebody handed them to me. She walked into the studio, sang them, put them out. But Aretha Franklin's the queen of soul and Jake Owen's a douche? Explain it to me. Somebody explain it to me. I don't get it. 
It's because this is your mother's music, and she died, it's the queen of soul, and you want to hop on the bandwagon. Well, if we're really going to look at it objectively, though, and kind of take, like, well, yeah, like, idiots are going to be like, well, if you write, don't write a song, you don't get to be you don't get to be an artist, and that's ridiculous, and you and I both know that. That's, I so, would agree. So, so that's uh, my point, is that if, but I want it applied across the board. Like, you always say, I want consistency. Sure. So if Keith Urban's no good, then Aretha Franklin is no good. So, but... Because there's no arguing Keith Urban's talent to sing you a song. Well, right? But in my opinion, yes. Right. Now, the idiots that you're pulling off of, they're Can going I to... Can I find somebody who doesn't like it? Yes. They're going to disagree with you. As you sit here, though, not making that point about, like, well, country music's just as valid because people aren't writing the song. I mean, you can recognize the difference between Aretha Franklin... And the, and, and, and the legacy, I mean, do, do you not? I don't know. Is Luke Bryan not going to leave a legacy as strong as Aretha Franklin when he dies? I, I, but, I mean, I'm just saying Aretha Franklin did it. Is somebody else going to do it? Sure, but, like... No, yeah, no, she was... I, no, this, I'm... Again, she's a talented lady. Nobody's going to sit here and say she's not talented. What I'm saying is the way we judge this stuff has changed so dramatically that if you found out, we'll do it this way. If Adele didn't write all those songs, you would think she sucks. That we've moved the way we talk about this stuff now. Now, she co-writes a lot of the stuff, and I think, but there are, but this is what people do now. Like, you, people want to be an expert on everything, and you're an expert on nothing. None of us are an expert on anything. It's just the way we talk about certain musicians, we use arguments to knock certain musicians down. Right. But then carry other musicians on our shoulders who have done the same exact thing. Like, I don't understand. Like, so, dude, first of all, respect her biggest hit by a mile. It's not even arguable. Released two years earlier by Otis Redding. Like, today, you would trash somebody who did that. Not even your songs. Cashing in somebody else's work. Yeah, recordings of other songs, that was so much more common. Covers were just so much more common back in oh, the day. Oh, the amount of songs that weren't hits the first time they came out until somebody else recorded them. Now, she changed the styling of the song dramatically. Like, her version of this and Otis Redding's version are very, very different. He added, like, a more relationship like kind of stamp on it and she kind of put a more i think woman's movement kind of stamp on it which i think is why the song steps out so hard and her version's better admittingly it's better what i'm saying is is if we ran her through the filter used today she would be trashed and yet she's herald i'm sure there were haters of her back in the day right I think probably white dudes with white shirts and black bow ties sitting in their black slacks and you know white socks on the couch talking about June, these Negroes are on TV, right? Like I bet that I bet that guy didn't like Aretha Franklin. But I don't I know how. You, I don't think I don't know how you turn on the radio and go, man, that lady can't sing. Nobody's arguing she can't sing. I'm nobody's arguing. I'm not arguing her talent. What I'm saying is your opinion of her talent would be different today than it was then. You're saying the filter's garbage. Wait, That's what we're saying filter, right here. It, uh, not that Aretha Franklin is garbage. The, okay. the filter people use to tell me Jake Owen is garbage is flawed and invalid. I would certainly say. That Aretha Franklin, skill for skill, pound for pound, I think was a better performer than a vast majority. Like is better than Luke Bryan in the sense of she's better at what she did than than most people were at what they did. Oh, she's I a- think she's upper echelon in like vocal talent. Okay, see, but here's but see, this is where this is going to get tricky. Is she a better singer than most of those guys in country music? Absolutely, absolutely. Was she a better showman than Luke Bryan? No, no. 
There's a difference there. David Lee Roth's a terrible singer, but he's a phenomenal frontman. I think making the noise that she did in the era that she did was it considerably, has especially dude, when you consider she was a, like she was a black artist in the civil rights era, where like that was hard to cut through. Bro. And a woman, hard to cut through. Yeah, that's right a, no, she was fighting through a lot. And like, and, and like I said, I mean, but, I don't. I, I'm not even trying to make the point of like. But if I summed her career up, the way people want to sum up current celebrities, I could do it by doing this. Got famous for singing somebody else's song, and she was in the Blues Brothers movie. I could make her career that simple the way people argue stuff like that now. is was my only point. You and I agree that she was... She's a legend because of what she... Because of when she came out. But the amount of people calling her the Queen of Soul yesterday... So, the songs she wrote. Let's look at this. Call Me. You've never heard it. Daydreaming. You've probably never heard it. Let's Get Away. You've never heard it. School Spirit, you've probably never heard it. Spirit in the Dark, you've probably never heard it. Who's Zooming Who, you've probably never heard it. That's what Aretha Franklin wrote. So all I'm saying is, is you got to get off the, if you don't write the music, you're not a legend stuff. You got to get off of it. I always say, people say, you know, music producers are ruining the industry. Well, first of all, music's less produced than it's ever been. And I always use this as my example. Okay, you want me to take... You want to get rid of music producers? Cool. I'll go back to Motown and I'll shoot Barry Gordy. You would get nothing out of Motown because he did it all. You think the Supremes were out there writing those hits? <laughs> I mean, come on. Dude, in the 60s, bands didn't hear their music until it hit the radio. As a matter of fact, they would hire good-looking dudes to be on the cover of the record, then they would sneak studio musicians in. Watch The Wrecking Crew on Netflix. If you're so obsessed with, uh, you need to write all your own stuff or you're not a real artist, watch The Wrecking Crew on Netflix. Those studio musicians played on every single song from that era. All the biggest hits. They played on them all. The musicians weren't even anywhere near the studio. Nowhere close. The Wrecking Crew played half of your favorite songs. It's just the filter we argue this stuff now because you have Twitter, and like I said, God forbid the opinion doesn't get to drip out your ears. Then we end up arguing things really, really dumb. Doesn't matter. Just enjoy it. Who cares who wrote it? Robert De Niro didn't write every movie he was in. Why does every artist got to sing every song they write? That makes absolutely no sense. The filter you run things through now, Aretha Franklin wouldn't pass it not one bit. Again, I could sum it up. She sang Respect. She was in the Blues Brothers. Pretty much over. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys, hang on. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come. 6 9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. Made some people mad about my Aretha Franklin argument. Um, but people are trying Shocker. to conflate it to athletes now. And they're like, well, you know, you could say the same thing about it. My point was Aretha Franklin didn't write her song. So why, why is she a legend and people who don't write their songs today are bums? I don't get that. And I think it's because of the legacy factor. It's because that stuff came out well before you were born. And so you look at it differently. It's considered to be, it's more cherished. Where something that comes out today, it's like, ah, I can't respect that. He didn't even write it. I don't know why people are trying to move that argument over. I don't know how. Somebody said, well, you can make the same argument about athletes. I don't know. But then somebody else said, Days and Confused was sung by two other bands before Led Zeppelin got a hold of it. Yeah. And actually, a lot of the first Rolling Stones album was all a bunch of covers. The first Metallica record, filled with covers. The difference between those three acts and Aretha Franklin is, this is just the truth. All three of those acts went on to write bigger hits for themselves than those. Do you care if people write their songs or not? I guess that's what I'm a little confused on here. I don't care. I want the filter applied 
across the board even. But as you don't care, and I don't care, you do agree Aretha Franklin is a legend or no? She's amazing. Okay. Okay. Dude, I she, think that's where people are getting hung up is like, She's well, a great singer, but that's what she is. I'm told, oh yeah, Jake Owen can sing. He's just not an artist because he didn't write it. Well, then Aretha Franklin's not an artist. Then she's a singer. If we're, That's all I want is that if... I don't get why people feel like you can use the same argument to hold one musician down, but then use it to, to lift another one up. I don't understand that. That's all I want is I want people to get off their country music sucks high horse because at the end of the day, all it is is 80s ballads, which you love, which you love. For some reason, if Bon Jovi sings it, you're like, lighters up, man. Luke Bryan does it. He's a total turd. I don't get it. I, I just I want the filter applied at evenly is I guess what I'm saying. But could Aretha Franklin sing? Yeah, she just couldn't write for anything. That's all. And if you care about that now, then you need to care about it with every artist you love. And again, another one people are pointing out. Dustin tweeted in. So what about Elvis? Yeah, dude. Yeah, literally. Get in there, Elvis. Sing it. Swing them hips. He didn't write nothing. I mean, I know he wrote a couple, but like, dude, at the end of the day, not much. So it's I I don't understand why. Man, like, like, dude, those guys are on like pictures of the Canton Music Block, but like an artist today. But if you found out Ed Sheeran didn't write a song, he's all of a sudden disqualified. I don't get it. Ed Sheeran's a great singer, right? Is he not? He's all right, singer. He's all right. You know what I mean? Like that guy. I, I do. When he dies, that's what we're gonna be doing. We're gonna be like, oh my god, we lost Ed Sheeran. That's what's See, gonna happen. And I guess this is where a little bit of probably this this point or maybe this argument's getting lost on people is like, so if we're applying the if we're applying, I'm looking at their hypocrisy. Right. Nothing okay. else. Okay. Well, then that, I think that's where people are getting caught. It's up. the internet's argument hypocrisy that I have an issue with. Not not, a, I'm okay. not out for a debate on whether or not Aretha Franklin was good. Okay. Because it, to me, it kind of sounds like you're saying, well, Ed Sheeran and Aretha Franklin, same level of singers. They're both. They're both. And it's like, no, I think wow. those are two different. I think Aretha Franklin's certainly more talented than Ed Sheeran. Well. Well, I who's gonna who's gonna end up? I mean, this is well again. I mean, Post Malone just broke a Michael just broke a Michael Jackson record, right? You know what I mean? So like, I, as you go on, all of these people we hold special are going to be eclipsed by the by the new thing, and this is why the arguments get used. This is why the stupid arguments that people don't think about whether or not it was true of the artist before, this way you use them. You're, this is the same thing, Michael LeBron. You're trying to keep legacy acts where they are and not let people surpass them. And there's a reason why we go, oh, Post Malone, idiot. Because he's got tattoos on his face. You don't think people thought Michael Jackson was an idiot with the glove when he first came out? You don't think people your age were looking at Michael going, what the hell is that? Yes, because they were old and bitter like you are now. And so they were they were not accepting of new things. And so they thought the moonwalk was stupid. But then it became the biggest thing in the world. And then now so there are things coming past it. That's the whole thing. I only care about it on this level. I want the argument applied evenly. If, 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 if that argument means this person's trash, then it means this person's trash. That's fair. Two and two equals four. It'll never add up to five. We do have more Sansbury Show for you. We do have Breaking Benjamin Five Finger Death Punch tickets. That will be at 7.30. We'll send you out to Vegas both at 8 and 9. Forgot to tell you this morning. I was so fired up about Aretha Franklin. 8 o'clock, your first opportunity to head out to Vegas on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Oh, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Dustin tweeting in and says, uh, dude, are you playing Sweet Dreams on Marilyn Manson right now just to prove a point? He didn't write that either. And I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. He did not write that. True, true. But kind of, I've, I've been on, not really Aretha Franklin. I've been on the audience because, you know, oh my God, Queen of Soul died. But like people who don't write their music now, you're like, turd, trash, not an artist, hack. 
but because your mom played Respect when you were growing up in the Ford LTD, now all of a sudden now you're like Queen of Soul. I, it's just that was my whole point. We did a little Facebook Live video to open up the show. People are asking me, so I'll address it. Um, the shirt I'm wearing, it says Mothership across the top of it, and it is a band. People are asking me that. Yes, it's a band. The band name is Mothership. They're out of Texas. And if you're into stoner rock, like, um, let me give you a couple of bands here. Dozer, Caius, Lopan. If you're into that kind of stuff, Mothership is right up your alley. Uh, I think Scorpion Child, very much, uh, very, very similar. The, the the sword, very similar. Do they write their own songs? Yes, they do. Are you sure? Yes, they do. All right, well, then maybe I'll check yeah, them out. Yes, they do. Uh, They're a three-piece out, no. uh, out of, I believe, out of Houston, Texas that are really, really good. If they have a producer, I'm not interested. Okay, well, then you're probably going to hate it. Okay. Dude, I just read this story, um, and we were talking about my weight loss the other day, and it was, again, it was like 41 pounds in like four months or something like that. And uh, I'm reading this story about this chef. His name's Jamie. He's from the UK. Jamie Brooks is his name. Okay, so not the TV one, Jamie. No, 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 no. I love him. I love okay. Jamie Oliver, but Jamie no, Oliver. Okay. yeah, I love okay. Jamie Oliver, but it's not him. Um, his name is Jamie Brooks. He lost two hundred and ninety-four pounds in a year, twelve wow. months. And here's how he did it. Now he worked and he ate better and he worked out, but he needed a little motivation. And you'd think, okay, personal trainer, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I got kids and maybe my wife's pregnant. and I want to live. I want to see my baby. Maybe that. Nah. It was an idiot friend of his who texted him. You fat F every single day until he got off his ass and did it. And I was talking about this a little bit the other day. That a little bit of shaming is okay. That a little bit of, like, bro, are you all right? Things seem like they're spiraling out of control. Like, you might want to clean that up. Like, don't do that. Like, what's going on with you? Like, a little observation from the outside. Now, seeing a fat person on the street and knocking a hot dog out of their hand? No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Right? But interjecting yourself in the lives of people you care about a little bit and asking, yo, dude, are you okay? Yeah, I think that's where it is, though. You have to keep in, you have to keep in mind where the criticism is coming from because that's something that I think people will lose track of is that, like, well, I don't care what my haters say. Some of them you should. Now, not everyone's opinion should be weighted the same, but there are some people in your life where it's like, yo, I respect you. I respect your opinion. I know you have my best interests at heart. Whether whether we agree on what that is or not is debatable, but you're coming at me out of a place of respect, out of a place of caring. That's different like you, than you said, than some fa- someone just coming up and slapping stuff out of your can't, hands. Yeah, can't do that. When I, worked, when I worked at a fast food establishment in college, there was a point, and I kind of had to ask myself, I'm like, dude, do you have the role of a bartender here? Hey, kids, go to college. You might end up with a job <laughs> as good as this. Do you, do you have the role of a bartender here? Where if a bartender feels like no. you've overdone it, we're not you've, there yet. You, you've gone too far. You've drank too much. You are you are past the point. It's the law of me feeling comfortable serving. It's you. not. It's not, dude. It's, it's not necessarily. It's it's the law. Right. If somebody's intoxicated, you as a server, bartender, whatever, aren't supposed to do that. So yes. I would ask myself. You're also not allowed to serve them more than a certain amount of drinks when they come up to the bar. But you can order ten double cheeseburgers. Nobody can say a word. If you're coming up to my window every day in your four spins, how do I not have some sort of responsibility there? And you I'm know just, why? I'm just handing I'm just handing you nuggets, bro. I'll tell you why you want to know why. Sure. There's no mad for overeating. And people won't get angry about the fact that your healthcare costs are skyrocketing as as angry as they will about people dying at the hands of DUIs. And so, dude, that's why, dude, you notice you can shame substances because that will affect somebody else's life. But I'll make the argument, dude, you're affecting my health care costs. It does. You are. You're affecting my health care costs. They, they say obesity is the number one thing that, that, that causes health care costs to rise in this country. So there's a little bit of that where this is, you're kind of making my point here. Where, dude, like a little bit of shaming, probably not the worst idea in the world. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to health care costs, you can put um, overdoses 
and you could put murders and you could put cancer together, and I'm still willing to bet you that heart disease takes out more people. Okay, what I, I'm I, willing to bet that. I'm thinking you're right. But by the end of the show, I want to be able to prove that. A little bit of so research. Let's, so let's look into that. Sansbury show just spouting off about things they have no idea about. Notice I was like, I'm not doing it. It's Friday morning. You said it, bro. You get them Google fingers working. Um, so this dude loses, loses. 294 pounds in 12 months. That is just an insane number, dude. If you lose 300 pounds. 300 pounds. I've never weighed 294. Think about how your different your body would feel. You know what I'm saying? Like just like the feeling of your body and like the joints and the. Well, do you know how many dudes in Maslin divorced a 300 pound chick? They're like, dude, I know. <laughs> Believe me, I know. I've been there. I know. It was worth every single penny. I know. It was worth it. Yeah, that sucked. Awful. More Sansbury show right around the corner. Also, breaking Benjamin five finger death punch tickets up for grabs around 7:30 on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106, 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. Online for you at WRQK.com. You, know uh, you know who just hit me up, Phantom? Who's that? Greg73. Oh. He's asking about my putter. He's like, hi, man. How you liking that new putter? Um, for those of you that don't remember, I played uh, golf with a couple of veterans the other day, uh, and, and Greg happened to be one of them. He shot a 73 at the quarry, which is damn good. Damn, damn, damn good. Anytime you break 80, anywhere, I don't care where you break 80, you break 80, that's good. And uh, and so, yeah, he was pretty good. And so I, I just asked him, I was like, hey, man, I was like, dude, I was like, I'll tell you what, let's go play next week. We'll find out how my putter is doing. I have, I've only used it twice. Show me how much better you are. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll sell it to you. Maybe I'll sell it to you. We call him Greg 73, Bill, because he shot a 73. So Fantone sent me this this morning, and I thought you were, I thought you were trolling. I really did. I thought you were trolling me because I couldn't believe what I saw. Now you'll see a lot of this kind of stuff, especially over the summer. You'll see yellow stickers on the back of cars. Watch out for motorcycles, and you should. Okay, my dad was a biker. My brother was a biker. I used to date a girl who rode a bike. That's um. So like, you get pretty close to it, and you do. You can like anything else. And once you're inside of something, now all of a sudden your eyes are open to something. Yeah, look twice, save a life. I mean, it's a pretty common that. thing. And 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 and. However, it, it makes sense. You don't want people to die. However, some of what I see some bike, uh, motorcycle people doing on the road could be attributed to you being it. Your you, it, like something happened being your fault. You motorcyclists being yes. your fault. I, I, I see a lot of motorcycle activity. I'm like, well, if you're doing that, am I supposed to watch out for that? Like, yeah. you know, I mean, like, I'm not sure I'm supposed to watch out for that. Look twice, save a life as they're popping wheelies on 77. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, I don't know what you want me to do here. Now, if you're cruising Sunday afternoon, you know, taking the wife on the back, whatever, that's obviously a different thing. But like, yes, just because you're on a motorcycle doesn't mean like you're virtuous. I'm glad you called that out a little bit because I do think there is some level of holier than thou like no we're on bikes we're allowed to do whatever the hell we want out here there's nothing that can stop us and it's it's, like "Eh." i would imagine it's hard for that rebel attitude not to take over a little bit in that a little bit sure like like, all right so that woman in oregon who rode like she was big into that thing right and she always used to say all the time like you know i'm I'm not on the back of that thing i ride it right that was like her whole thing and she always she always had this saying four wheels move the body two wheels move the soul Right, and it's always okay. like that. And I always had to pretend like all that stuff was interesting until she <laughs> took her clothes off. And I was like, Jesus, if you didn't have fake boobs, I wouldn't be listening to any of this. 
It was her birthday yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> probably shouldn't throw her underneath the bus. It, <laughs> um, it, it, there is something to it, though, and I understand that there is that rebel attitude, but then you put that sticker and tell us, like, yo, you've got you've to change your behavior. We don't have to change ours. That's where a little bit of the I problem I would admit that in. people who have never been on a motorcycle or don't know anybody that love them, that, or don't know anybody who, you know, in your life that rides them or this and that, that you'll change lanes and think about it and won't think about the fact that motorcycles are out there. I do agree with that, so the stickers do their job. I'm all for them. Okay. But there are some bikers out there. I think you were uh, you were welcoming in more danger. And honestly, full disclosure, I think bikes are cool. I think it's awesome. I love hosting bike nights. But in the day of texting and driving, yeah. the fact that you're willing to get on that thing, good for you. I, it would scare the hell out of me today. I, I'm afraid to drive my car anymore, let was, alone a motorcycle. I think it was last fall, last summer. I um I, I saw a guy that was he got hit by a car on his motorcycle, and this was at a a stoplight. So this was 15 miles per hour, and dude, you could tell the dude's arm was broken. Like it was, you know, the ambulance Whoa. was there and all that stuff. And like I said, that was a a, a, a quote unquote fender bender situation there where ah. that dude got in the accident. If you are on 77 and homeboys text the next you and just, you know, comes over that line, dude. It's over. Yeah, it's over. Now, the reason why we bring this up is because there's somebody in Maslin who is tired of the motorcycle movement. Okay. Now, my buddy Seth lives in Maslin. He also works at Canton Cycle downtown, and he tells me Maslin's very motorcycle heavy, um, and I've seen it. You know what I mean? And hanging out with him, and that is. It's a very motorcycle heavy town, right? And this dude, this particular dude is tired of it. Fantone sent me a Facebook update from this woman, Chrissy. I'm not going to give you her last name. I don't have permission to do so. Her name's Chrissy. And she writes this post and says, attention bikers, this individual right here, and she gives you screenshots of this guy, his name is Scott Graber, is threatening to shoot any motorcyclist or vehicle that has a loud exhaust that goes past his home, which is on the corner of Limbach Place and Tremont and Maslin. I don't know where that is. Here are screenshots of uh, some of the threats he recently made within the last two days on his YouTube channel. Scott Graber on a Maslin. If I don't have a YouTube channel, you don't need one, right? And a post he made back at the end of June. He's a known crazy conspiracy theorist. I don't know that. And any government agency, specifically, uh, I'm sorry, specifically the MPD. So apparently he's not big fans of of the cops there. One of his comments, you will see him say they're going to die uh, doing what they love, meaning riding the bike. With a link to a video of a man riding his motorcycle past his house. Says I don't. Uh, she says here I don't take threats like this lightly. When a lot of people I love and care about ride motorcycles, I share that uh, that sentiment, Chrissy. I agree with you. Share to anyone that rides in Maslin. Better safe than sorry. So let me read you some of what Scott wrote himself here, right? Because uh, Fantone was nice enough to include some of these. They don't know what I have dreamed up for them when they finally push me over the edge. But it will be classic. I promise you. Let me see if I can get another one of these here. Got to pull these up. Um, let me see here. Because the one was like really unhinged. Um, yeah, he uh, he full on says in this one here, yeah, I'm just going to shoot somebody that goes by my house w- uh, w- w- with too loud of an exhaust. So my guess is this is a combination of these two things, right? That it's going to be somewhat motorcycle and then somewhat fast and furious. That there's probably a little bit of both going on out there and he's probably just had enough of it. But like, dude, you don't get to like, I, first of all, anybody who thinks... I know what most people think. Well, I'm insignificant. Nobody cares about me. I'm insignificant. Why would anybody? But, dude, when you threaten in writing online, what that does then is tell people, okay, you skipped a couple of warning steps here, and now we have to really look at you as being a serious threat to society. Like, 
it's one thing to joke around with your buddy in the backseat of the car. Oh, dude, if you do that again, I'm going to kill you. Like, that's one thing. But to legitimately be angry, show videos of dudes riding past your house and talk about how it's going to be classic when you enact your revenge. I mean, I don't know what the actual laws are, rules are, but I mean, I would be in support of somebody knocking on this dude's front door and going, hey, man. Come out here and talk to us, all right? Uh, dude, are you all right? Things okay? What's going on in there? Yeah, I mean, any threat like this has to be treated with a level of seriousness. I mean, dude, that's, that's uh, yeah, of course. Like, there's, there's, there's no debate on that, that I'm sure law enforcement who have, I would fingers crossed at this point, been made aware of this, you have to investigate. I mean, you can't, you, I, I, I mean... I mean, dude, if a random person ends up dead on that street and you didn't go over there, does I mean, does the I'm joking or it wasn't meant to be serious? They're just tweets or just Facebook updates or whatever. Does that I mean? Well, I mean, if that's his explanation when you get there and you evaluate the situation, then that's one thing. But I don't think I can just go ah, well, maybe he's joking and then you know continue on with my day. I uh, I, I would want somebody to know something. I mean. Certainly not making an excuse for you know. I know for for You're just trying to help me out here. But what I am gonna say is, dude, motorcycles. I mean, super noisy, right? And I mean, if you have like, what do I want to say? If you got a, a dick that lives down the block and is like constantly revving at five o'clock in the morning or something like that, yeah. I understand how you could be like, dude, enough is enough. I'm losing my friggin' mind over here. Yeah, I get annoyed I get when that. my when my neighbor cuts his grass at nine thirty at night. I'm annoyed in the middle of summer too, but I'm not gonna shoot him over yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is you can get annoyed and honestly, you can yell out the say window. something, yell out the window, yell get the, the window. get to get the authorities involved. There's a million different avenues that you can go here, um, but yeah, you can't you can't tell people you're gonna shoot him. Listen to this. Stuff. I just took from the audience. Frank writes and says, Northeast, I don't know if he's right, but Frank is claiming that Northeast Ohio has one Harley in every five garages, the most of any state. Wow. Considering we can only ride for about six months, that's pretty crazy. And I would agree with that. Like, I would have guessed, if I was going to guess heaviest motorcycle state, my guess would have been Arizona. If you've never been, dude, that place is Harley crazy. I would just think it was a direct correlation between. Miserable and well, I need like, well, like, well, no, like, I'm saying, like, pools, outside pools, and motorcycles, because the states that have a lot of pools, you obviously get a year's worth of use out of it, because that's what it is to me. So you're thinking California, and California, and like, yeah. Arizona, New Mexico, places like that, yeah. where you know you have sure. good weather to do it, because much like a pool, to me, it's like, damn, dude, that's a lot of money and a lot of effort for something you get six months out of the year, and of those six months, how many of those days are raining? You know what I mean? Like That's, that's made, where it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I've heard the same argument made for a convertible car, but at least that in the top goes yeah. up. You know, if you want to do that, James is writing in and says, dude, this dude is a total whack job. He's got videos on his YouTube channel. He lives a block away from two bars, one of, his, one of which is a heavy uh, motorcycle bar, which he's then, I'm assuming okay. he's leading me down the path of this is how we got here. Okay. I mean, dude, if you move down the street, I mean, well, I don't know who was there first. Maybe you lived there first. Maybe somebody opened up a motorcycle bar. I get it. But, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess we all have our thing, right? Like, it, like the sound of a ringing telephone could make me that mad. Like, there's some, there, we all have the thing. Um, a motorcycle doesn't do it for me. Now, I will tell you, when I lived in Lakewood, I lived um, on, right off of Bunce Avenue. And uh, 90 West was, like, my front yard. So every summer, every 10 minutes after, like, midnight... Right, like, you know what I mean? It was a CBR. Ah, like, okay, it was just okay, like, okay. oh, Jesus Christ. 
Somebody, you know what I mean? But yeah, but it's the dude. I moved across street from a freeway. Where are you gonna get? And I guess that's a thought too. Is I'm I'm going 100% Harley based here. I mean, this is the noise of a Harley. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm dude. thinking about. Oh, I didn't even think because those things are noisy as hell, dude. Didn't oh. even think about that. Oh, dude, the aftermarket, dude, the aftermarket pipe market, like a pipe business in the motorcycle <sighs> game is crazy. Okay. I mean, it's like 80 percent of it. Yeah, I bet that number's way great, uh, way high. But you know what I'm trying to say. Like it's a, it's a big. I remember like that was the. I was just telling somebody this the other day. My biggest regret in life is this moment here in my life. My dad bought a Harley, bought a 2000 Road King, brand new off the showroom floor, right? Brand new. Waited his whole life. I said, dude, if you wanted a Harley so bad, why didn't you buy one? I had you instead, Daniel. That was always, always his big thing, right? <laughs> what a disappointment that was. So he gets it, right? And I go over to my parents' house and I'm like saying hi to my mom, getting something out of the fridge. Mom, do my laundry, right? Doing that kind of thing. And my buddy comes over to my house to pick my up. My dad spent like $1,100 on pipes for his new Harley. Right. Something crazy. I don't right. know what it was. But some, it was a lot of money because my mom was yelling at him from inside the kitchen. He's like, that's how loud they are. I don't even have to hear her. Right? And, uh, <laughs> and he was all proud of it. He was shining the thing up with a rag. And my buddy Sean came to pick me up in the driveway. And he just wanted to show it to me. He just wanted to show it off to me. He just wanted to be cool in front of his kid just once. I was like, yeah, dad, later. And I got in my buddy's car. And I told my buddy the other night, he was like, dude, he was uh, on Twitter talking about how he's so thankful to have both of his parents. I was like, dude, don't ever lose that. Because the things that you didn't do right are the first thing you think of when you think about your parent. It's every time somebody brings my dad up, the first thing I think about is walking right by him in the driveway. Like, yeah, dad, I don't care. I want to go hang out with my friends. Ugh, God, it makes me feel like such a douchebag of a person. (laughs) It does. It makes me feel awful inside. Your shot at breaking Benjamin five-finger death punch tickets. Those are up for grabs next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys. Fantone from The Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning. I reach for my glasses. And all of a sudden, I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollHoltVision.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out those Breaking Benjamin five-finger death punch tickets here momentarily. That show September 9th. Blossom. We'll get you in. Um, before the break, we're talking about this Scott dude, Maslin, who's like threatening to shoot bikers who go past his house with like loud pipes and stuff. Jeez. And uh, I mean, he I, he says, you know, they're going to die doing what they love. Trust me when I, you know, it'll be classic what I do here. And I had no idea that this guy had been like Maslin famous for being like a nut job. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, a guy who listens to us every day, Joe, was like, dude, we're talking about this, uh, this guy guy. He's like, I know him, you know, get all the smiley emojis there. Uh, a guy, um, Chaz, wrote in and says, dude, this guy's my arch enemy. An arch enemy? says, he has been literally harassing me and my haunted house making up stories for years. He sent the FBI and the Ohio Attorney General after me, recently threatening my life and accusing me of being a master of disguise. What? What? Then he goes on. No, no, no. Listen to this, dude. It gets worse. He even accused me of what? running an underground porn ring filled by, uh, I'm sorry, um, like run by the mafia. All right. Is that some sort of underground porn ring that I don't know about? You guys got to let me know what's happening in Maslin more often here. Yeah, most of porn's above board now. I was going to say, dude, you just go on the internet there. You don't have to look too hard for yeah, it. When you doing snuff films on there, you can't Jeez. do that. Don't do that. It's not nice there. Um, yeah, so, dude, multiple people, though. So, like, this, this is like a thing. So, uh, again, 
I don't have permission to use this guy's name, so I won't. Um, I haven't asked him for it yet, but uh, he says, yeah, that guy's a pain in the ass for police and everything. There's a local bar a few doors down from him, and he's always recording people, giving everyone a hard time, including police. Uh, he's like, over and all, just a you know a nutcase. And then somebody else tells me, he's like, dude, that's the biggest whack job in all of Massillon. I was like, oof, Jesus. Imagine being top, dude, right imagine being top of the pops of nuts and Massillon. Jeez. <laughs> Jesus, Lord. Like, man, that's special. Like, dude, that should be a reality show. Like, how long? Now, Phantom said to me during the break, he's like, you realize what you did now, right? And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, A, this guy's mad about motorcycles, <laughs> right? Yeah. The whole thing. He's like, now every guy who listens to us that rides is going to go past this dude's house. 100%. And crank this up. 100%. He's like, Phantom said to me, he goes, and dude, congratulations. Now he's not after Harley, dude. He's going to shoot us. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't even think of that, dude. I didn't even think of that. All right. Scott. Maslin, whack job weirdo. I drive a '70s panel van. Yeah, it's like red. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean, dude. You know, you know what? You're right. I never stopped to think about that before I started talking about this. Our security is an 83 year old lady named Linda. She's a badass, but I mean, let's be real here. Yeah, she could beat up both of you and I. I don't think that makes her a badass. You know what I mean? Let's be honest. You know why we call Linda a badass? Because in about an hour and a half, there'll be donuts here that she brings. Can't wait. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that, dude. Like, this guy's going to be pissed at us now. He is going to be pissed at us. And my buddy Seth texted me. He was like, dude, he's like, you're right. That's what's going to happen. He's like, you think motorcycle guys are going to be like, oh, stay away from there. He's no. Like, no, that's not no, what's no, going to no, happen. No, 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 no. He's like, dude, a lot of those guys are what, like are looking. Some of them are looking for fights. Like, you don't think those guys are going to go just sit in front of his house and just, like, you know what I mean, burn out and smoke and... No. The only thing I'm going to say is... What's the cool lingo? Tell me that. Teach me how to speak, Easy Rider. There's got to be some neighbor right now who's just dealing with this dude on a regular basis and who's like, please, God, do not come over here and just burn out in front of my house all day. Uh, but yes, it's inevitably going to happen. Inevitably. It's Friday. You know what I mean? Stuff's going down. You know what I mean? You ain't got anything to do? No job? <laughs> Might as well go over there and ruin some guy's afternoon with your, with your loud pipes. I mean, it would be annoying. There's no doubt. No but question. The sound of a motorcycle doesn't grind my gears like that. Well, I think anything could grind your gears given it repeats itself enough. You know what I'm saying? If this is happening every night and it's like, God damn, dude. And there's a difference, too, between like the natural sounds of a motorcycle. You mean somebody saying something is over and over again, repeating themselves is annoying? It huh? can be. Where's it's Josh so- Gordon? <laughs> If, if this is happening every night and it's intentionally, like, being revved, isn't that, like, all right, dude? Because, once again, own your side of the street here where it's, like, if you're intentionally making noises after whatever the noise ordinance violation is at 9, I think. Yeah, but here's why people got to not be so annoyed about the loud pipes on the motorcycles thing. And you'll see this on stickers. You'll see it on shirts. And I always say this, dude. Sometimes sayings are sayings because they're true. And it is true. Loud pipes save lives. They do. Like, it's not a car. So it's the, your blind spot in your rearview mirror is, is dramatically overstated when dealing with a motorcycle versus a car. Oh, there, yeah. There's less of it that you can see, right? Obviously, that's a pretty easy formula. So the louder something is, the more aware you may be of it in your surrounding. That's why, honestly, like, um, driving with headphones on is a terrible idea because you're not going to hear the EMTs. You're not going to hear the mo- – you know, right? it's, it's a terrible idea. But um, so loud pipes are important. It's not just I just want to be loud. Part of it is, hey, this thing's dangerous. I'm doing my best to stay upright on it. Make sure you don't hit me. So I need you to be able to if, since you complained about not being able to see me, you're going to be able to need to be able to hear me. So I get the loud pipe thing. I totally do. But um, 
do I feel like driving by the, this guy's house tonight with a video camera and finding out how many people, <laughs> how many Stansberry Show listeners are out there with their Harleys? Yes, I do. Might we make it a Stansberry Show outing next week? Yeah, we might. Honestly, I don't feel like doing anything next week. <laughs> let's go over there. Let's go to Scott's. Party at Scott's. Apparently, there's two bars walking distance. We can just go harass him. Then we'll get hammered. Breaking Benjamin, Five Figure Death Bunch, both playing Blossom. That's September 9th, and you're going. Caller number 25, 1-800-243-7625. You get hooked up with those, and trips out to Vegas start at 8 o'clock on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show, 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're going to send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That will be at 8 o'clock this morning, and I'm jealous. I want to go. I, um, I've never been to the iHeartRadio Music Festival. They don't let me go. Have you been to the pool party? I have not been to the pool party. The award show? The country, no. whatever it is. Country jam or something like I'm that? I'm sure it's the porch or something. Yeah, y'all did the porch. The iHeart Country Ranch. No, I haven't <laughs> been to that is. yet. No, I haven't been to that yet. I haven't. Uh, I have not done that yet. No, I don't get to do the. I don't get to do the big iHeart things. I think maybe it's because I take issue with my boss live on the air every day. Could be a pro. Could be I, a part I think of maybe it. that has to do. I, I, how many days in a row do you think I got to go without like slamming the, everything I see going wrong in this building before I'm allowed to go to the iHeartRadio uh, Music Festival and get to see uh, Sean, Steve, and Sam Mendes? <laughs> right, getting the artist correct would be a part of it too. Is that a big one? I would assume, uh, dude. The thing I'm going to say though, uh, last day that the boss man is out, dude. I uh, I want to I want to take advantage of this. I want to get the hell out of here. Well, not right now. You're not leaving. Son of a bitch. Right Son of a bitch. We can't pull it up early. 745, no. All right. I'm going to... Uh, at 942 today... Okay. When I'm like... When you're walking out, I'm like, dude, we pulled it up a little early. A little early? We pulled it up a little early. Now, we got to FaceTime in a little bit today, dude. The head of sales wants to, wants to meet, wants to sit down with you and I. Now, if we can just get him to remember where this building is. Dude, I'm giving him a wedgie. I'm shoving him in a locker, dude. I'm giving him a swirly. I don't care. Ah, he's not the worst. I'm giving him a swirly, dude. I don't care. Just fun to make fun of people you work with. Um, this dude that we've been talking about, Maslin Scott, I'm going to I'm gonna go with first name only from, from here on out. Yeah, I'd <laughs> agree with that one. I'm going to go with first name only. Apparently, this guy lives pretty close to Old Timers Bar in Maslin, which, okay. yes, is a little motorcycle heavy. Um, you and I hosted a yes. couple events there. Um, I think it was pre-fire. Yeah, it was pre-fire, and I know they kind of went through that thing and then built it back, and thank God the food in that place was always really, really good. Um, so shout out to them. But apparently, like, this guy lives pretty close there, and so that's what he's dealing with. Somebody's telling me here, Amy, and again, just using first names here, she writes in and says, I'm one of uh, that crazy dude's neighbors. Jeez. I live near him. Let's not say exactly where she, where she told me it was. He has air horns out there, too, for the bikers. She says she heard last night that, that uh, people were telling her that he had been waving a gun around last night and that multiple cop cars had to show up. Now, if that was true... I would have been emailed by a kid out of Maslin named Brandon Kent, who, dude, you ever pay attention to him? That dude's got police scanners inside of police scanners. That dude always, the, he knows what's going on in Maslin before anybody else. I, uh, I need a police scanner, dude. No, I don't think he's I love, on, I on. love police scanners, okay, dog. I hold love. Hold on, hold on. Now, I will admit that back in the day, a police scanner was poor people's Netflix. Oh, dude, poor <laughs> Sure, it, man. Was, it was poor people's Netflix. And it is a better episode of Cops than you're probably going to watch. Police Scanner and Bug Zapper. That was like 90s for us, dude. Yes. Like you had the police scanner on and you're sitting out yes. in the backyard watching bugs get zapped. Yes. Dude, that's good stuff. Honestly, I that's dude, that's an investment I feel like I would I would I would definitely want to make as a police scanner. They probably have one for your phone, right? 
like an app, right? Oh, I got to imagine All by right, now. Dude, I'm doing some. I'm doing some work Hold on that on. one. Your boy. Your boy needs to get involved. Holy crap! Okay, you want the car deck plus two scanner? This is like full blown laptop, like cop car stuff. Okay, twenty two hundred. Jeez. But I can get you right now, Fanto. Listen to this. This is how good I am at selling products. What I can get got? you into a five hundred alpha tag channel. Uh, a police scanner, ninety one ninety nine, or how about a digital handheld scanner at the Home Depot right now, two hundred thirty six dollars. I feel like a hundred is probably where I expected, somewhere between fifty and a hundred. So like, yeah, dude, if you can get me in a seventy five dollar option or something like that. So what are you gonna do? Go full blown kick ass, like listen to police scanner, <laughs> no, put well, on tights, I, and go beat somebody up? I just, I just like to have that that. If something is happening and I'm like, oh, damn, dude, something's going down, you're aware of it. You can listen in on it. You can be a part of it. I, uh, I, I wonder how those things are legal. There is a part of me that's like, why isn't this like a closed channel? Why is it we, John Q. Public, are allowed to listen well, to this? What I want to know is they know those things are out there, right? So right. what are they doing on uh, channels that cannot be picked up there? Or what do they have as a way to be able to, to keep things from you? You would have to assume something because there's just, I mean, I would just think from this from the perspective of like we're trying to stop criminals like if I'm a criminal I got that police scanner with me that app open all the time while I'm breaking into this house and they say oh there's a break in and you know the southwest side of Canton like well then I'm gonna know yeah I mean if Roscoe's on the hot pursuit of right. you and then they're telling you where they're tracking you right it just I, mean, I would think those things would be illegal watch now as I mix two things up then the bandit's <laughs> gonna turn left <laughs> Crossover right now, dude, hillbillies and masks are like, that's Damn, two different things. You can't have the bandit with Roscoe. Like, right now, there's a dude freaking out. I know, dude, but you got mustard on your white beater, <laughs> and so it's probably going to be okay. Oh, my God. This might be a new record. We have just spent 49 <laughs> minutes straight blasting Maslin straight in the face. Oh, God. All right, I guess next week when I'm taping up boxes, I guess that's probably... <laughs> How we got there. All right, hold on. Well, one more here. It says, uh, for Matt, install the app called Scanner Radio. Then go to Public Safety and Maslin PD is listed on one of those things there. Scanner Radio is what yeah, it's called? Yeah, hold on. This, uh, this shut down before I could read the, uh, the rest of it. It was just like one of those things that kind of popped up. But yeah, you, apparently you would just, so here's what you do, Phantom. Yeah. You, uh, you download Scanner Radio. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, uh, you go to the... Um, the public safety, Maslin PD is listed in one of the radio feeds available to listen to Maslin PD. It's also a digital and encrypted radio frequency, which you need a newer digital scanner to listen in. Love it. I'm checking them out right now. Um, this guy works for a police force. I'm not going to tell you which one. So I'm guessing he knows exactly what the <laughs> hell he's talking about. Okay. Dude, don't run our records, right? <laughs> you like us. You yeah, like dude, us. Don't look stuff we're up. Good. Right? Let's let's remain friends. Like I, like every new, new woman I meet when, when I start dating, don't listen to the show. You like me? Let's keep it that way. You're going to hate that version of me. Right? Same thing. Don't look up our records. Your shot at a trip to Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069, online for you at WRQK.com. Loaded down with trips to Vegas. Your first opportunity right around the corner from right now. Um, preseason football underway. Browns in action tonight. As a matter of fact, taking on the Bills. Weird on a Friday, right? I just said to you, right? I was like, this does not feel like Browns game day. Like It, it just not. doesn't feel like game day. Now, I'm happy. This is totally selfish, but I'm happy. Because I don't have to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning tomorrow. So, play football late at night on Friday. You know, play football Friday night. I'll sit on my couch, I'll watch it, and have fun. And I don't have to worry about waking up. But that's a selfish reason why it's okay to have it on Friday. I Yeah, I don't understand. There must be a reason 
I mean, at no Are they staying away from baseball games maybe on Sunday. I, I don't know. I mean, at no other time do you play football on Friday? Like high school, right? But I mean, like professional football is well Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Thursday. and it's like why, why, why Saturday in the playoffs? Why throw everything for uh, like you know? Why throw everything askew here? Just I, I don't get it. I really don't. Yeah. I guess because it doesn't matter. Maybe, maybe that's I, that's probably the obvious answer. Another thing I wish the NFL would do is just give me the Super Bowl on Saturday. Yes, 100%. Give me the Super Bowl on Saturday. We're ready. It's time now. Right? It's time now. Um, The world's evolved. I'm ready for that. But I want to talk about the anthem protest. And I had been told via sports media that the players union, the league, everybody kind of got together and the league said... You know what we're going to do, guys? We're going to start, the league and the teams are going to start to give you money for your causes, but stop the protesting. And I was told the players union had agreed. And that they said, yeah, I'm going to do that. Then it was like, well, let's start interviewing individual athletes. And one guy said, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I haven't made up my mind yet. And so basically what that is, is let me see which way the wind's blowing on Twitter, and then I'll decide what I do. So pretty strong in those convictions there. The, the players union did... Did not agree to it, and then when it was it was presented, they 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 like took it to not court, but they obviously took it to arbitration or something. I thought at the end of that though, everybody kind of agreed, let's get back to playing football. I think I think am they, I wrong on that? I think they agreed to it, and then it was like no 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 reneged on the end. I think I, okay. if I remember correctly, okay. you may be right there. I don't I, I don't remember that, but I thought that I had been told via like ESPN and that kind of stuff. They're just watching shows in the afternoon that that we had gotten to like a peaceful agreement. But we don't have it. There's been a protest, I believe, in every single preseason game. Um, there was just one the other night with the Eagles, but you had to know. You had to know. You had to know. They're that team. They're, they're, um, their owner, very politicized, very open-mouthed about how much he hates the president. Now, the agreement was is that they wouldn't come out. If you don't want to, if you're going to be if out there. If you're going to kneel, just stay in the locker room. Right. And, and, and was, it, was it kneeling? Was it fist? Well, what, what happened? So there's been both. There's been kneeling. There's been fists. There's been people staying in the locker rooms. There's been a little bit of everything. And again, I'm going to go back to this, and I, and I took some heat for it, but I feel like being honest is important. I don't love any of it, and it, I, I have said this. It affects the television product the same exact way, so you have to look at all of them as they're equal because it upsets the television product. It does, and it draws attention to it, which means then the rest of us are going to talk about it all week. So you have to lump all of the protesting in on the same level. I disagree with that. I, I, I think that the kneeling is a visual thing. I think not being there is something different. I um to me the the raised fist feels militant where the kneeling feels like please pay attention to me. Um now I don't know if the kneeling felt that way to me before they started going to the fist. Maybe that's what did it. It was like, oh, okay, well, if this is where we're going, just do that. Maybe. I, I mean maybe, maybe. So if you were going to make a list here of like Worst idea to best idea, you feel like... Worst idea is fist. Worst idea, fist. Worst worst to best, fist, kneel, locker room. Uh, to me, it's kneel right out of the gate has to be number one, because I think that's where like the quote-unquote disrespect comes in. That's like the, well, you're not even going to stand for this. Fist doesn't necessarily mean like... I, 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 I guess it goes back to the, well, does black power mean, like, no white power? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I guess that's where you get into that debate. Again, we're talking about my perception of this, right. not necessarily the factual information of it. Right. I, what, what I will say, though, is is that the race fist to me feels like we're going to force next. Where 
knees feel, and again, just how I feel about it. And remember, dude, I'm an individual too, Twitter. So my feelings matter too. Like you have to treat me a single person as a protected class, right? So what I think is okay, right, Twitter? Let's be fair. But to me, it feels like race fist feels like we're going to force next, where knees feels like I'm pleading with you. Okay. Okay. No, it's just how I feel about it. Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, this is all about feelings. It's I not mean, this necessarily is... what their what their intention is. It's how it's landing for me. But I right. think that that's important because I think you got to understand before you go do. So, all right, I have this with my job all the time. I feel as if there are a list of things I should be able to say in here, but I can't because of how it will land for you, the listener. And I say it all the time. It's not my show. It's yours. I just get paid to host it for you. But at the end of the day, there is a community standard of what you feel is acceptable, and I have to stay within that line. But my line is way further than what most of yours is. What I would consider to be okay to say in here would be wildly outrageous for most of you. But I have a different line. But I have to think, but I have to do what you think is acceptable because you're my constituents. If I'm, I've always said this, and so are the NFL players, by the way. Make no mistake, this is not their goddamn platform. They are in, I always say this, right? Nobody goes into business to break even. And I don't care what business you're in, you're in the money making business. Okay? I, we play songs for a living, but we're in the money making business. Playing songs is how we go about it, right? Whatever it is you do, that's not what you do. You're in the money making business. But I have also said about my career, and I believe this to be true about football players, I'm in the popular business. If I ain't popular, I ain't in business. And I think the NFL is pretty much the same way. Now, I've told you I think the NFL is pretty strong. I don't think this is really going to negatively affect it. But that's right now. If we're going into year three, if we don't fix this soon, I think it will negatively affect ratings. Now, the reason why I bring all of this up is that they did a poll the other day. Yahoo Finance is who did this. 59% of Americans say they disapprove of Trump's NFL tweets about the players. 38% said they approve of his tweets. Of those who disapprove of what Trump is saying via the NFL players, 46% of those people strongly disapprove. While the other 13% are like, yeah, I don't love it, but it's probably not that big of a deal, right? Another question, and I thought this was interesting. They were asked how well, let's leave the president out of it for a minute. How well did the NFL handle the player protests? And I can't be shocked that 68% of the country that were polled said the NFL handled it poorly. Oh, yeah. 39% of them said very poorly. 29% said somewhat poorly. 22% had the, uh, handled the protests somewhat well. Slim percent, 5% said the NFL handled them very well. Very well. Everything's good. It's all great. It's worked. Yeah, I, I mean- would make the argument... That I could, if they asked me this question, that I would be unable to answer it. Because in my estimation, how I view it, the NFL hasn't handled it. What they're doing is not handling it. What they're doing is going into year three and going, yeah, let's see, we'll go here, we'll try this, maybe this. Get your arms around it. Doesn't by default that mean you disapprove of it? Even I mean, you choose not to decide. You still have made a choice there. A little yes, bit of a rush, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, fine. Um, I, I think I can be in, in in the majority of both things here, where it's like, do I approve of the president tweeting about this? No. Do I approve of the way the NFL has handled this? No. Like, I think the NFL has bumbled this completely. Do I think that you know? Do I do I see the the players' perspective? Sure. But I can still I can still see that and still think like, wow, dude, this has been a cluster. Dude, on, on, on no matter if you're objectively looking at this, if you're taking yourselves out of the out of the picture right. here and like looking at it, 
how is it how is it not a, a cluster F? And I said from the beginning, you know, people make people make the argument, well, you know, stop making it about the anthem, stop making it about the flag. You can't. America will never separate those things. They yeah. never will. At, at this point, and I've said this, I think, throughout the last year of this conversation, it's like, okay, we've done the awareness thing. Right. Now where are we going with right. this? I have no problem with it. And I think here's a part of the problem, though, is that some people feel like, like me, I feel like, okay, you have a valid point. What are we going to do about it? I feel like a lot of people hear it and do not think they have a valid point. And I think that's where some of the, like... Some of the some of the anger in this issue comes well, out. This is where people always screw up privilege and and assume that that means money. Like I just had to have this conversation with somebody um, yesterday. That when you hear privilege and you go, "Well, I'm not privileged. I don't have any money." Privilege and money are separate things. It's it's, it's a different thing, and it's a longer argument than I have time for right now. But the, that's a the, people conflate those, and they're not the same thing. And for me, you're the biggest sports league in this country. You have another league. That is considered to be more progressive, who gets patted on the back for being more progressive, pro player, pro player mobility. Oh my God, the NBA is so nice to its African American players. They're so progressive. Adam Silver, so progressive. And yet they're not allowed to do this. It's in writing. You're not allowed to do it. And yet, miraculously, we still have half of the media running around calling one sports league racist and the other one, nah, not so much because we kind of like that one right now. Nah, they're kind of cool. They're being cool to LeBron. Let LeBron go wherever he wants. Ah, they're all about the player. $400 million contracts. They're being nice to the athlete. Nah, we kind of like that league right now. So this one's bad. CTE, racist, awful. It's been a media-driven war trying to take down the NFL for a few years now. And I'm suspicious. I don't know that I'm right about this. I'm suspicious it started with the baseball media because they felt their sport slipping, slipping, slipping. And so where do the CTE articles start to come from? East Coast sports writers who wish they were covering Boston Red Sox baseball. That's where they came from. It's this. Everything's always the setup. Anytime you see anything and it's supposed to have you feeling extreme one side or the other, I want you to stop and think, what was their motivation to show me this? What was their motivation to make me angry about this? You know what it was? To fight with your neighbor because that's where the money is for them. More Stansberry Show right around the corner, but we'll send you to Vegas right now. Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info, standard data, and message supply. That's WIN to 200-200. Good luck from Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Another opportunity for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's 9 o'clock. Justin Timberlake, Leonard Skinner, Fleetwood Mac. It's Sean Mendez, right? Yep, Sean Mendez. Right. He'll be there. I kept saying Steve and Sam, but Sorry. that's not right. No, that is incorrect. Sam Hunt's going to be there, though. I know yeah. you like him, right? Hey, he's all right. He's all right. Not one of my favorites. Right. I do. He's no Aretha Franklin, but... <laughs> no, he is no Aretha. Jake Owen. <laughs> All right. The reason why he's saying that is because I opened the show this morning. There's still a, a, there's a Facebook Live video attached to Facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. Uh, when we opened the show, I talked about it. That I get kind of annoyed with people who want to knock me for the fact that I'll listen to a little bro country music. Those guys are douchebags, man. They don't even write their own songs. Aretha Franklin didn't write Respect, bro. 
Otis Redding wrote that. But all day yesterday, it was like, Queen of Soul. Queen, 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 Queen of Soul. Queen, 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 Queen. But wait, she didn't write any of that. I listed the song she wrote this morning. It was a, it was a list of what? Meh? Her biggest hit she didn't write. Because back in the day, you didn't do that. And as a matter of fact, this argument gets really crazy when you start to think about, like, do you know the standard of which you're asking? That not only, this is the standard you're asking. You better be able to write the greatest song ever, and you better be able to sing it better than anybody else. That's the standard you're asking for people to write their own songs and sing them. Somebody pointed this out earlier. His name's Dustin. Tweeted it and said, dude, do you realize what people are really asking for? This is like saying, because you can't sing, but you can write a great song, nobody should ever hear it. And I was like, what a great point that is. That's a great point. And again, music has been like the news. It's been faked forever. Go back and I, dude, this documentary will blow you away. It's called The Wrecking Crew. It's on Netflix and it's awesome. And if you like early music, going back to like Beach Boys and that kind of stuff, dude, those none of those guys played on those records. Nobody. Nothing. Those dudes holding the board on the album cover weren't even in the studio. As a matter of fact, dude, when he made pet sounds, he put the... Whatever. <laughs> you know, whatever. Stop demonizing music producers and songwriters. Without them, you would have half the catalog you have. All I'm saying is, if she's the queen of soul, then Jake Owen is a decent country artist. King of country, maybe. Who knows, baby? That's all I'm saying. Because they're the same goddamn thing. They got pointed to a studio and told to sing it. That's all. They're the same exact thing. All right. We're going to talk about relationships here. Um, part of it will be a breakup, but I need to um, I need to throw myself under the bus right now. Okay. I demonize social media a lot, right? Yeah, you do. I yell about it a you lot. You do, dude. You get very upset about I it. I do. I get very upset about it. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you right now that one of the reasons that happens, not all of it, but one of the reasons why it happens is that social media sexually frustrates me. Okay. And um, it's the devil's playground. And I, honestly, if you're in relationships, I don't even know how you navigate this stuff anymore because it's just everywhere. And like, um, I got, there was a comedian that said, you know, uh, it was, again, my fa- one of my favorites, Bill Burr. He said, you know, these new age whores, dude, like they got no shame. Like they'll just paint faces painted like Braveheart. They'll come down, chase you down the field, jump on onto right on top of you, right in front of your wife. And that social media is very hard on this kind of stuff. But what happens is, is that especially when you do a show like this, you start to cultivate a pretty um, dedicated fan base, male and female. Now, people will tell you the standards are stoners like rock, six, nine. But the reality is, dude, everybody likes this show in shows like this, right? It's just the way you do it. That's why you build them to be more mass appeal. So it starts to happen. But then you start to see the same people over and over and over again that comment or like and comment. And like, and you can almost start to like be able to set your watch to it. And there's something that happens. Now, obviously, it doesn't happen with the men that do it, but there's something that happens with attractive women where I find myself like daydreaming and like kind of like schoolboy crushing sometimes on these people I'm never going to meet. And half the time they're with somebody else. And it's like, dude, this can't be good for me, right? Like, why am I? And yet when you see, as a matter of fact, I, one, one of the ways I noticed this is that Instagram has added something that I think is actually pretty smart. We all want to look through our likes to see who liked us, right? Now, if you go to your Instagram post, it gives you the ability to search the likers of said post, which is smart. Because really what you're doing, you're not collecting 500 likes. You're looking for that one. 
That's what you're looking for. You're looking for that one. Did that one person see this? And that's what most of us are doing. I think this has always existed, though. Maybe it's been amped up. Just looking over the fence at the neighbor's wife? Yeah. I mean, maybe Fair. it's maybe digital, Fair. you know, social media has amped def- it up. Well, it's definitely giving you more options of it. Yeah, and it gives you an, an open avenue there. There's where I guess, one hot wife on your street back in the and day. And I was going to say, everywhere. you just didn't have the ability to contact people nearly as much as you do today. Um, but I, I, I think that probably the same things that, you know, got, got you know, people through this temptation 50 years ago are probably just going to have to be the same things that get people through the temptation now of like you. Yeah, dude, it's always going to be there, dude, just like addiction. I mean, vagina is always on the other side of the door. It's always going to be there. There's never going to be a point where it's like, oh, well, that's no longer a concern of mine. Like, so it's it, it, it's just going to have to be like, I hate to say it, but like self-control. Like, yeah, you can you can you can you can look, you can lust, you can do all those things. Not to be denied, I think it requires more self-control than ever before. Okay. And that I don't you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Are we going to give people enough avenues for temptation that nobody has this self-control? Like, isn't this what 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 reality TV has kind of taught us? Which is if you point a camera at anybody sooner or later, they look like you know, what's Lala or whoever, like, you know what I mean? That eventually y'all look like the orange house horrors. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, yes, at the end of the day, it's a harder thing to do, but like, I still think that you're putting yourself in those situations and you know your behaviors of like, oh my God, why do I keep going to this woman's Facebook page? Why do I keep going to her Instagram? Why do I keep doing this? Now you, Dan Stansberry, dude, you can go ahead and do it. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. as long as you don't feel like you're getting into stalker territory, who cares? But me, Matt Fantone in a relationship, I have to self-impose those things upon myself yeah, where it's How like, hard's that? where it's like, what is this worth to you? What is this? And my, my rule has always been, would I be upset if she was doing this? If That's a good I keep, way to do it. If I keep clicking on this chick's Facebook page and she kept clicking on some dude's Facebook page, would I be pissed about that? Yes. So, like, where's my standards here? Just like to get the argument about Jake Owen and, and Aretha Franklin. What I'm looking for here is consistency. And if I feel guilty doing it, I'm going to cease that behavior immediately. Like for like is basically saying I want to bang, right? Yeah, it's one thing if it's like, oh, hey, this is this, you know, great post you put up or this picture is like, oh, my gosh, it's amazing. But if, dude, if you're going, if it's everything, though, mm-hmm, it's it's something. It's not it's not nothing. That's the answer I wanted. <laughs> because, dude, I got to tell you, I do. I like this happens to me all the time, all the time. It's like and I get God, I don't want to use this word because it just makes you sound like such a creep. But I get a little obsessive. Like, cause you know me better than most people, yeah. dude. I got like, I, dude, I get like hyper focused. Yeah, you get tunnel vision. You yeah, do. I do. I better get, or worse, you do. Yeah. I, I, you know, I get, I get a little hyper focused, and so I, um, it, it'll be like, yeah, this, and then that one, and then yeah, that'll kind of fade, and then well, maybe that, and it's, and it's not about just running through them all. It's not really about that. It's more just like it's the idea that somebody might be interested in you is very appealing right. to anybody. I don't care who you are. That that's a, that's a, that's an easy. Yeah, flattery is a very easy thing to you know to fall you know prey to, but. Um, yeah, there's just a little bit, but I do, I find myself every once in a while, I'm like, okay, this is, the, let's see what this plan is. So like, okay, like if, if I keep seeing it happen over and over again, I'm like, all right, we'll go to her profile and find something that you like and then click it. But it's like, well, if they don't post as much as you, so you can't go back down the half the page because then you just look like a weirdo. But I, and so, I mean, I guess I'm like a Bond villain in the middle of the movie giving up my plan, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was probably not smart. That was probably, this is not a good system, dude. This is why James always wins right here. All right. More Sansbury show right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this.
Sands. Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. I want to thank our, our good buddy Joe Albert. Who is a really good photographer? He's got a uh, he's got his own place downtown Canton, and uh, uh, fan of the show. Good buddies with Officer Lamar Sharp. That's how I actually met Joe. But um, he was nice enough to drop off some Johnny's Bakery for us oh, this morning. Nice. Yeah, dude, there's like a dozen donuts right there. Nice. He just dropped off some Johnny's Bakery, and watch now as half of the city gasps when I say this. This will be my first time ever having Johnny's Bakery. <gasps> um, really? It is one of those things. Like that, people have said, "Do you gotta have it? Yeah, Do you gotta have it? They're Do you great. gotta have it?" Right? And um, it's just one of those things. Like I just haven't, I, I haven't gotten around to it. But thanks for that. We do appreciate that. Thank you, Joe. Um, I saw this the other day. Def Leppard and Journey that yeah. tour, fifty million it brought in already. Wow. Then out of nowhere, Steve wow. Perry, Journey's original lead singer, out of nowhere, the day after that story breaks, how that tour is doing, right? Steve Perry goes on Instagram. And he posts something that says, it's been a long time in the making. Oh, jeez. So what this is, is there's no way Journey's like, yeah, come back, Steve. The tour's doing really well without you. So, like, why would you then ha- bring on somebody you got to pay more money to? Yeah, I was going to say, they're saving themselves cash there, For I would sure. assume. Arnell makes, you don't have to pay Arnell as what, you know, who's the now the lead singer, what you would have to pay Steve Perry. You just wouldn't. I wouldn't think. Maybe I'm wrong. I wouldn't think. Right? But what Steve Perry's thinking is... A lot of Cannes Palace theaters out there, right? Yeah. A lot of Cannes Palace yeah. theaters out there. Like, I'll sing Open Arms. I'll come to your town. I'll do it. I'll sing Oh Sherry. I mean, Lindsey Buckingham coming to the Canton Palace Theater, so you're 100% right there. Venues like that, I would say even probably a step up in capacity he could probably do. I would think Civic Center is a real possibility for oh, Steve yeah. Perry doing Journey songs. If Lee Bryce can play the Civic Center, then so could Steve Perry. Now, is Steve Perry solo necessarily going to sell out the Q? No. Is no. he going to sell out CSU? Probably not. But if you're talking House of Blues, if you're talking Canton Civic Center, if you're talking, what's that Youngstown but that's place? That's not a knock, though, because, dude, think about it. There's a reason why it's Def Leppard and Journey. Right. It's because right. They, they need each other. And then we're talking Steve Perry solo. Right. Then, like, yeah, by himself, he could certainly get himself up into a 10,000 capacity venue, something like that. Ooh, you think? Between 5 and 10. I mean, somewhere in there. Do I think he's selling out every 10,000-seater? No, but he's packing butts in there, right? I don't know about 10s. That seems like a lot to me. You got to remember, dude, like his whole thing is how he sounds right there. He's an old man. Does he sound like that? I don't know. Maybe he does. I don't know. I haven't heard him. I hate Journey. I despise Journey. Yeah, I don't get that. Um, Does... Does does this matter to Journey fans? Is it like, yo, Steve Perry, dude, we want him back? Or is it just like, no, we got the new dude, and who cares? You would have to ask a bigger Journey fan than I. Right. I um I love that band. And I think I, I honestly think, even though they're considered to be one of the best ever, I can I think Journey's a little, a little underrated. Legitimately, I feel like they're a little underrated. Um Neil Schoen's definitely underrated as a guitar player. That's not even up for debate. Um, but I don't know, dude. I just went to the queue. House is packed. People on their feet. Cell phones out. Singing the songs. The kid does a pretty good job with it. He does. Like, but I mean, Bruce Kulick and Eric Singer did a great job playing in Kiss too. But when they brought out Ace Freely and Peter Chris, I couldn't wait to go. Everyone lost their mind. And those guys didn't even, they're not even singers. I mean, Ace sings like three songs. That's it. I mean, you're talking a guitar player and drummer, and I was like, well, I gotta go. Gotta go. Now, part of it was makeup and things like that, sure, but, and you never thought it was ever gonna happen. But Journey fans don't think this is gonna happen either. 
I think 10,000 seat venues are crazy. I think he could do 2,500, 5,000 seat venues all day. I do think that. But, I, you know, maybe you're right. I don't know. It's also going to depend on how he sounds. I uh, One more, though. I cannot believe it. For the pop music you like, for, the, for some of the stuff that you will accept that sounds even a lot like this, for this to be where the line gets drawn has always confused me. I hate Journey, dude. Just the sound of it, the the everything about it. Just I, I can remember like the music videos coming on and being like, "Oh God, this is awful!" Like eight year old me was like, "Dude, Journey sucks." Bro, I will listen to Escaped now or Escape all day now, and I and I always say it. Mother Father is my favorite Journey song ever. God, I love that. I listen to that song four times on my way home from work. You're crazy. This band was so good. Are they playing the iHeartRadio Music Festival? They could be. I don't know. We have no idea. Nobody wrote it down for us. <laughs> Justin Timberlake's playing. And we'll send you next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, fans, I'm from The Stansberry Show here. Honor Fighting Championship, bringing MMA action back to the flats. That's right. It is Honor Fighting Championship 6. It is fight night at Nautica and all goes down August 18th up in Cleveland. Now listen, tickets are already moving fast. I don't want you to get shut out, so go get yours at honorfightingchampionship.com. The lineup is already stacked and it includes friend of the Stansberry Show, uh, the Vanilla Gorilla, Nick Brashear. He'll be making his MMA pro debut at fight night. You don't want to get shut out on this, dude. Tickets still available, uh, including VIP packages. Get yours at honorfightingchampionship.com. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9 online for you at WRQK.com. And I feel a little bad about what we're going to do right now. Um, If you were watching our Facebook Live video from this morning, I'm uh, wearing a black like concert t-shirt and jeans. So it feels very weird to lecture people about the way they're dressing. Okay, it's one of my favorite things about my job is that if I don't, if they don't set client meetings or anything for me, I can legitimately come into my pajamas and then go home and be fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm wearing Under Armour athletic pants and a Canton Charge shirt from two years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you can kind of do whatever you want. Fantone is the biggest t-shirt hoarder you'll ever meet. Yeah, dude, I have so many t-shirts. It's out of control. It you really don't. Is. Here's the thing. You want nothing else. But for whatever reason, t-shirts are your thing. Now, before you had your girlfriend, I could maybe get it because every couple of months you got to throw that one underneath right. the bed away. But like now that you got her, what the hell are you doing? I don't know, and I don't know what it is, but there's something about like it means something to me, which is so stupid. Like, what do you mean? Like, oh, you want to hold on to that shirt, you know? Because like, like a good example is like I have a Kyrie Irving shirt in the back of my closet, and I'm like, why don't you throw that away? And I'm like, no, dude, you can't. That means you don't like the Cavs anymore. Even what, what if you know what I'm saying? And it's so stupid, but there's something about it where I just I don't know. I put like this like meaning into them, and I just I have a closet full of them, wear maybe seven of them, and just don't want to get rid of any of them. Yeah, that's weird. I because you you have. You have no sentimental value over anything. Anything, dude. Nothing. Nothing. I don't care. You don't care about anything. Nothing. Yeah, it's weird that t-shirts are the thing. So this article is written by a woman, and it's to teach us how to not dress like a dad. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. I bet if you're a dad, you don't care. You're like, dude, I'm an old. I'm a dad. I got my wife. I got my kids. I don't care how I look. I just, dude, I got to make sure this thing doesn't get run over in the car. Yeah, but that's probably why, why your wife's, you know, banging some other dude is because, oh, I don't care about being attractive to her anymore. I don't care about our sex life anymore. I don't well, care about any of those things. You know what? That's a fair point. I always say, I, and I've always said this about marriages, and it's one of the things that disheartens me on the whole, um, on the whole idea of it, that, that if you listen to people talk, 
people talk like marriage is the finish line. It's not. Right. It's the starting pistol. Like you're just getting started with your life. Like you can't you can't look like, well, did it, did what my, par- my parents told me to. Now I guess I just turn up the TV, ignore her, and then you know what I mean? Then well, get divorced. And I was gonna say, and then you wonder why there's all these divorces, all this cheating, all this, you know, all these problems when it comes to relationships. If you just throw your hands up like eh, effort over, then of course the relationship over. We knock memes a lot on this show, but I did see one yesterday that made a lot of sense. It said, stop stop saying um, marriage is just a piece of paper. That It's just a piece of paper, right? Because okay. it's a marriage license. And the meme said, so is money, but you wake up and work hard for it every day. Okay. And there's a good sentiment in that, which okay. is, dude, if you don't think your marriage takes work every single day, I think you probably could have a better marriage than what you're in. So you're right on that. I, I, I would take all that. But, um, but apparently dudes are running around looking like dads, and even maybe when you're not, and maybe you're just you know not looking your best when you, maybe you could. Okay. If you're mixing patterns, they say that is you're looking like a dad. I guess what's his name? Chris Hemsworth tried to do like plaid shirt and like camouflage shorts. Yeah, that's bad. Don't do that. That's not going to work out well. No, I, I agree. Pick one or the other and then pick your opposite. Lean into it. Yeah, and then, and then the opposite. So if you're wearing cargo shorts and they're green and brown, wear a brown shirt and then you're good. But yeah, dude. Or if you're wearing plaid and it's red and black, wear black pants and okay, you're good, but you can't combine those two. So yeah, no, don't be mixing patterns around. That's not good. Um, and they say, stick with the same color scheme across your whole outfit. It's easier to pair sh- shades of gray or blue. So if you're like, if your shoots, uh, shirt's like kind of blue, then find like a blue tie to go with it and find like, you know what I mean? Kind of like, you know, s- you know, maybe a different shade of that color, but, but try to stay in the same zone. I've said this before on the show and I'm going to make the point again that this I, is can- a good idea. I cannot believe that like, like granimals for men isn't a thing where it's like, Hey, we've got you buy these pants and they've all got a blue dot on it. So, you know, all the blue dots go together. So if you want to wear these slacks with that shirt and that tie, are they all blue dots? Dude, you're good. All the red dots all go together. All the orange dots all go together. And then that way, like I, as a man know, okay, I can bring this into this outfit, but I cannot bring this into this outfit. I do. That's a, that's a million dollar idea. I I feel like, Oh, it's more than that. I mean, that's way more than a million dollar idea because this is where I get lost. Okay. I am pretty good at going into a mall, looking at it and go, yeah, that's stylish. I like that. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. What I cannot do is then take that home and interchange it with things I already have. Right. I could make another 2,000 outfits out of the stuff I own, but I'm like, I don't know what to do. Do I look stupid? Do I look dumb? I feel like I look dumb. And it's like, yeah, of course you look dumb, idiot. And that's what I do. I end up like, I have my my friend, um, she's very, very stylish. We used to work together in Cleveland at the other radio station. She's very, very stylish, and she now works for Coach on like like a pretty serious level. And so what I'll do is like, I'll send her pictures. Like, what do I do with this? And she's like, hey, remember that thing you sent me last week? Wear that with this. And it's like, dude, that's not my girlfriend. Like, she's just like, she's just a woman I know. And she always tells me, like, yeah, I kind of like doing it for you. But at the end of the day, she doesn't want to be bothered at work about, no, help me go look attractive for other women. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who wants that? I love your idea. Dude, let's do that. I, I don't know why. I don't know. Like, I would just think someone like Target that is just like prime time. Like, yo, your man looks like a slob. He'll, this will help him. It seems That's like a winner. Such a good idea. That is a, that is a home run idea. They say if you're mixing running shoes with jeans, that that comes off super daddish. 
Um, I think it depends on what shoes they are, because certainly that can be the case. And I think it depends on what kind of jeans well, they are. Well, tennis shoes have come so far now. Like, everything's kind of like a tennis shoe now. So, like, I would agree that I don't wear running shoes necessarily with my jeans. Although, I do have that pair of New Balance I'll wear every once in a while. But right. I am... Um, but mostly, I'm a Vans dude. Like I've worn Vans my whole life, and so like I just kind of stick. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm wearing right now. I think I think if they're if they're like the stereotypical dad shoes, those you know, yeah, dude, the biggest dad in the building, Tony McGinty, was like, dude, running shoes are comfy. Of course hell? he does because that's who he is. So like I'm not even surprised to find dude, that McGinty's out. McGinty's a fanny pack away from being eighty. <laughs> like, legitimately, dude, McGinty just looks like the guy who's lost at Cedar Point. Like where's the I need the elephant here. And we've known that dude forever. Ever. He's been old for as long as I've known him, dude. For as long as I've known that dude, Tony guy. Tony was born at 55. <laughs> it's just the way he is. He came out with a Buckeye card. Like, look at me. I'm ready to go. I'm just born. Dude, he's the only guy I ever met that was born and retired on the same day. All right. Here's the one I get wrong all the time with fashion. I get this wrong all the time. Do it all. As a matter of fact, my buddy Jim's sister just called me out on this last week because I had right. lost some weight. Your fit is all wrong. And I have this problem because, dude, my weight fluctuates. Fans will tell you I'm the biggest yo-yo dieter ever, right? So the weight goes up, then it comes down. Weight goes up, then it comes down. So, like, I have stuff in my I, – do I have, I have large shirts in my closet that fit a month ago, and I have, like, a 2X shirt that fit two months ago. Like, it's so crazy. So, like – and then I'm like you. I'm like, well, that thing costs $110. I'm not throwing it out. Right. And then I can't wear it. But, like, I – like a looser fit, but I, somebody said this to me the other day. They're like, dude, I don't think you should have ever been in a 2X shirt. Well, like you just preferred it, but your body was never designed for it. You were trying to hide fat. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, so that's probably why you went overboard on it. It's uh, it's tough for guys, dude, even tougher for women, man. The numbers that they come up with for women's sizes is just crazy. I always feel like my problem is, is like, if I go if I go a size too big, it's too wide. If I go a size down, it's too short. You know what I'm saying? And I guess that's the big and tall section where I need to find well, myself. Well, yeah, I was going to say, too, for, for those of you that don't know, Phantom's 6'7", which, by the way, I buried the lead. What do you got? All week long, I buried the lead. What do you got? What happened? I just What's up? What this? do you got? Saturday night, I was at a party, Yeah, and I met a dude, seven foot. Jeez! I said to him, I was like, dude, how tall are you? It was seven foot. I said, exactly. I said, I need to know exactly. He's like, yeah, exactly. I was like, all right. I said, is this weird? I was like, let me ask you something. I said, people probably talk to you all the time, right? He goes, it's not the people that talk to me about it that's annoying. It's the guys who think they might be taller than me that walk up to me and want to measure. And I was like, oh my God, this is like a real thing. I was like, my buddy is six seven, and he'll do it. Like, dude, I knew Fantone for a week. And then we saw some tall dude somewhere, and he ran up to the guy in public. I didn't know Fantone at all. And he runs up to this guy, turns around, he's like, Seasbury, Seasbury, am I taller than this dude? I'm like, I don't know, but you're definitely screaming in his goddamn ear. He's like, so he's going to let you know any minute now. We'll send you out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's right now. Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Now, Tech 6.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Teresa's got another opportunity for Vegas 11 a.m. this morning. She'll give it to you. She will give you that. I think we made resident dad of the building, Captain Tony. Yeah. Co-host of the KDD Morning Show, a little angry. Yeah. He stormed in the studio. He's like, quit making fun of my fanny pack, dude. 
It's like, wait till I have to hold something for you. <laughs> dude, we live like 35 minutes apart. What the hell are you going to hold for me? Well, dude, when you're, you know. Hey, Tony, hold these drugs. <laughs> no, dude. He's holding <laughs> drugs, but it's Flintstone vitamins and probably like gummy worms in his, in his fanny pack there. Yeah, that's probably fair. Let's not get Tony arrested. No, let's not get Tony <laughs> I bet his wife would hate us forever. I would agree. She's such a nice woman. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Did you hear about this? I can't believe this is true. That ESPN's thinking about bringing back Chris Berman. I did see this. Now, I was under the understanding that when Berman left, he was kind of like heels dug in. I can't believe you're doing this to me. I signed on to this fledgling network when you were racing yaks in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. and like tractor pulls. And now you've become the home of the, you know, the sports network, the whole thing. And I helped build it. And now you're going to throw me out the back door. I had always kind of had that. To, like, that's the vibe it had. I always kind of felt that way, too, but I'm sure at this point, he's probably like... Over it? Yeah. I would assume that there's a little bit of like, yeah, dude, I was upset about it four years ago or whenever that happened. It happened within the run of the show, right? When I believe left. so, yeah. Um, It just, to me... It, oh, yeah. He agreed to take a, a... I'm sorry, a lesser company, a lesser role with the company and the conclusion of the 2016-2017 football season, so not even that all along. So, I, I just think this more than anything shows ESPN has recognized that made some mistakes. Okay, I think it does say that. Um, and I think both the things, I think the thing I think it says doesn't have to then negate what you think. So my thing is, is, I also think it proves just how few people can actually do it. That when you got it, you got it. And you can try to put a, a thousand people up there and SC6, and you can try to do all this. But at the end of the day, dude, there's like very few people have it. I, um,. I used to like Sports Center used to be like must see TV for me. Like every day I was watching at least an hour of Sports Center. I can't tell you the last time I felt like compelled to be like, yo, watch Sports Center. Where they really screwed up, in my estimation, my opinion, and I don't watch ESPN a ton anymore. I'm more a, a, of an FS1 person now. Um, and I think a lot of people are that way. I, um, well, I think where, where Sports Center really screwed up is that. They kind of blockbustered it a little bit, right? So, like, Blockbuster saw Netflix come out and Redbox come out, and they said, ah, we're Blockbuster. We're going to hold. We're fine. We're strong. As a matter of fact, they were offered Netflix. To, they could have bought Netflix for nothing in that in that day's money. Nothing. And they were like, nah, it'll never be anything. And now where's Blockbuster? Nowhere, right? And I feel like ESPN kind of did the same thing with Twitter. Like, next thing you know, you started to see one-hand catches on Twitter. And ESPN was like, yeah, we're still running all highlight shows, highlight shows, highlight shows. And then all of a sudden, people weren't showing up for the highlight shows because everybody was on Twitter yeah, watching one-hand grabs, right? So what then? What happens then? Well, we got to drive them to the TV. Start talking politics. Get in there. Start talking Colin Kaepernick. Start talking this. Start talking that. Make it about race. Divide. Controversy. Give me the blood on the track. They'll turn it on. And what happened was, for the first year, they did. And then after that, ah, eh, this gimmick's kind of old. Get me out of this. I don't want this anymore. And... I uh, and I understand there's a lot of people you know keep you know just stick to sports and it's like well I think Jamil Hill actually made a pretty good point which is like well I would if the athletes would stick to sports but they're not they're they're doing other things and it's my job to it. report on the athletes so what am I supposed to do ignore it and I think she actually made a pretty decent point on that I don't always agree with her but that was a pretty good point 
I um Sports Center to me is very Saturday Night Live ish, where like everyone, Ooh, every, well, everyone just like tells me how much it sucks now, and I'm inclined to agree with them, but, but you don't know for sure. I don't know because I don't watch it. That's anymore. crazy. That and is it's a just, good analogy. It's just, and just constantly, it's like, oh, dude, SNL, it sucks nowadays, and I'm like, when's the last time you watched it? Nine years ago, and it's like, well, well it could be great. Does it suck nowadays? Yeah. Or does it not? I have zero clue who any of the like anchors are on Sports Center. Like, who are the people at the desk? I don't know. I don't know any of them. Is I could see Anderson still there. I, I don't know. No idea. I have, I have zero clue. Like, I can't definitively tell you. Like, yeah, that guy's a part of it. I don't care what you do to it. It will never, ever, ever go back to being as good as Patrick Olbermann. That's as good as that show is ever going to get. And, and again, it goes back to what I was saying about Berman, because it really goes back to how many people can actually do this. The rise of amateurism in this country. I have a blog. I have a podcast. I have this. I wrote a review on this. I Yelp restaurants. The rise of amateurism in this country has convinced everybody that you can do everything. We've demystified the presidential office, for Christ's sake. So now everybody thinks they can do every job on the planet. But what you're seeing here is, no, you can't. No, you can't. That's why they're going back to Chris Berman. Why do you think they're not pulling some podcaster from the middle of nowhere out there to do it? Because he can't do it. Only a handful of people really have it. Chris Berman totally had it. And uh, I would like a little pat on the back for the fact that I was able to make it through seven minutes talking Chris Berman and didn't give you any back, back, back. Okay. <laughs> All right. A little pat on the and back, the, back, back. Yeah. No, I, uh, no, <laughs> okay. I didn't do it. Still haven't done it. Fans don't give you a little. I still haven't given you any. That's quality broadcasting there, Canton, Ohio. You appreciate me for what I am. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I honestly, I, is anybody even still listening? <laughs> right. We'll close out the program for the week. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my dad. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. And Josh Rockin' Roller. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So here it goes. It's called Kick a Dust Up. If he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means... Take a hike. I thought I like women. Women, 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 women. Get them out of here. Out. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and my sister. Wow. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. You gonna die doing this dumb ass, yeah. fucking fool? Open your mouth like I give you this milk. Open your your mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. What? You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap him. That gonna make you slap somebody. So kiss my black I thought the bitch was white! Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to him like that and I'm gonna talk to you like that. And I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. And you guys that's been here with me know goddamn well we ain't practiced like this, true? 
and you guys are saying true. I don't want you saying true because I'm saying true. You got to know when you look at that that ain't the way we practice. It's the way you play. <laughs> it's the way you play. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. They are in action tonight. The Cleveland Browns are. They'll take on the Buffalo Bills. And I'll say this. I wanted Sam Darnold. We ended up with Baker Mayfield. That does not mean I'm anti-Baker Mayfield. I believe I was worried the Browns were going to do what the Bills did, which was reach for Josh Allen and go, ah, the kid's a project, but everybody says the ceiling's really high. We'll reach and go grab Josh Allen. If you could tell me today, if we could redraft today, I would take Baker Mayfield over Josh Allen. So I feel like we got we made out better there. I would still take Sam Darnold number one overall, but that's just me. Again, that doesn't mean I'm anti-Baker. And I saw this the other day. Uh, I got to give Nick Wright from FS1 a little credit here because people are like, ah, the Browns are going to screw it up. They're going to play Baker. Ah, they're going to screw it up. They're going to play Baker. And Nick was like, yeah, I don't think so. It's like, uh, let's go back to Green Bay. Who found Aaron Rodgers? John Dorsey is who found Aaron Rodgers. Drafted him. Didn't play him. Let's go to Kansas City. Who found Patrick Mahomes? It was John Dorsey. Found him. Didn't play him. It's like he's shown you who he is before. That he's shown you to be a little bit patient. So that maybe what they're telling you is going to happen. Now, I have disagreed with it all year. I said, I don't know if I buy it. I feel like Baker Mayfield's going to be on the field by week six is what I've always said. But maybe I'm wrong. And maybe they'll do this thing right. I'm a believer in Tyrod Taylor. I I think he's going to be pretty good. I think he's already shown you that he can be pretty good. He's definitely a massive upgrade than anything we've had since... Maybe not every quarterback since Bernie Kosar, but I bet he's better than, what, 85% of the quarterbacks since Bernie Kosar? Yeah, if if not more. Um, I uh, I like the fact that amongst the fans, there's somewhat kind of sort of a controversy you of like quarterback. It. Well, just because that means Baker's good. You know what I'm saying? Like, Whoa. if it was just... if it, w- I don't think that's happened yet. I don't... I, I think... I believe the quarterback controversy that's around the fans would be happening right now, no matter how Baker played yeah. the other night. So I don't think it's necessarily he's good yet. But I think if but I think if he would have went out there and turded it out and crapped in the bed and Four looked like a joke, and, you know what I'm saying? If that would have been the case, then it's it been, seems clearly not ready. It would have been very easy uh, to, to to put out to put a t- you know an end to that. But harder to spot good than bad. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. That, that's that. That's a good point. Um. But with that being said, I'm glad that exists somewhat amongst the fans. I do not think that exists amongst the the Browns brass. I don't think. I don't think the higher ups within the organization have the same opinion that you and I have. I think they You've know. You've never wavered on that. I think that they know that Taylor number one gives you the best option for winning games this year, and that Baker on the bench gives you the mo- the best option for winning games. Well, big picture. See, this is where. The management structure of the team is kind of screwy because here you got a new GM and didn't pick any of these people. Mm-hmm. Now he picked Baker Mayfield, but he didn't pick Hugh Jackson. You know right. what I mean? He didn't do a lot of this stuff, right? So is it if you're Hugh Jackson, play the veteran because the veteran's got a better chance to win games, which means I don't get fired. Right. But if you're John Dorsey, isn't it? All right. I mean, I kind of get the I gotta get the kid on the field. No, because like you said, John Dorsey's smart enough to know that rushing somebody out is probably worse than waiting too long on them. You know what I'm saying? How many dudes had their careers ruined because it was like, yo, I went out there, it was before I was ready to do it. The game was way too fast for me. The game, dude, I couldn't stop throwing picks in the end. I mean, Johnny admitted zone. it. I mean, dude, Manziel for, to Deshaun Kaiser. I mean, there's just a million different dudes that you can point to outside of the Browns organization, even where where playing them too quickly. 
was the downfall of their career. I think I think I think that I'm not, I mean I'm not a John Dorsey like boy greatest thing that ever happened to the Browns, but I think he knows what he's doing and like I think he's a savvy enough dude to to re- to realize that. I think he's pretty good. I think he's pretty sharp. I think he's shown it around the league. Um, and I believe that he brought. I've said it. I believe he brought Todd Haley here and told Todd Haley, look, if this doesn't work out, you're my guy. I do believe that. I think you can see it in Hard Knocks. I think that's why Todd Haley's so disrespectful to you. I think it's because he knows he's the coach in waiting. Now, once again, I wonder, is that Hard Knocks editing? Maybe. Is that, you Could know, be. but no, but there's a little bit there where, I mean, there's there's something there. But I believe Haley's been on Hard Knocks before, so doesn't he, isn't he savvy of the ways? Like, weren't the Chiefs on it when he was with them? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember if he was part of that or not. I'm pretty sure he was part of that coaching staff and was was he even the head coach there when that was happening? I'm pretty sure he was there for that. I could be wrong. But he's been in Pittsburgh long enough where there's been some kind of behind the scenes access show running around the field, right? And so dude, you're sad. You know, I mean he knows yeah, what he's doing. You he, do. he knows exactly what he's doing. Anything you're looking for tonight, anything that you're like, all right, this is definitely what I want to see as the Browns get out there. Um, I want to see another really good game out of Tyrod Taylor. Okay. I, um, I, th- that to me is the most important thing. It's the most important position in all of sports. It's definitely the most you know uh, important position in this particular sport. And if you get the quarterback right, if you get the offensive line and the quarterback right, you, you're halfway home. That's it. Every dude, Vegas will tell you nobody else matters. Wide re- the diva wide receivers. Odell Beckham Jr. is not worth two points in Vegas in a game. He's not worth two. These 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 guys that make all these grabs they are not worth nothing. Vegas will tell you. Get the line right, get the quarterback right, and you win games. That's what wins games. Trenches, quarterback play. It's what does it. That's why, honestly, dude, that's why, dude, the Giants are always, I mean, dude, it's like, it's so funny what, what captivates your eye versus what actually then lands itself out. There's a reason, you know what, I'll prove it here right now. There's a guy you can't wait to sign, and his name is Des Bryant, and a team better than you is like, get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here, Devo wide receiver. We got a good offensive line, we got a running back, and we got a good quarterback. Who the hell needs Des Bryant? That, that tells you everything you need to know. A team on the build, much better situation than you, wants nothing to do with that boy, and we're sitting here foaming at the mouth hoping that we sign him. Tells you everything you need to know. They, they, they don't add up to wins. They don't add to wins. I know you're thinking, that's who catches the ball and scores the touchdowns. They have to. They don't. It's quarterback play, bro. It all comes down to that. Tyrod Taylor is better than anything you've seen here since 19. That could be something interesting to see. I want a really good game out of Tyrod Taylor tonight. That's what I want. Teresa will hook you up with a trip out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Aside from that, we're done for the week. Podcast will be up shortly after 10 a.m. at WRQK.com. You guys have a safe weekend. See you. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, fans, home from the Sandsbury Show here. Honor Fighting Championship, bringing MMA action back to the flats. That's right. It is Honor Fighting Championship 6. It is fight night at Nautica and all goes down August 18th up in Cleveland. Now, listen, tickets are already moving fast. I don't want you to get shut out. So go get yours at HonorFightingChampionship.com. The lineup is already stacked and it includes friend of the Stansberry Show, uh, the Vanilla Gorilla Nick Brashear. He'll be making his MMA pro debut at fight night. You don't want to get shut out on this, dude. Tickets still available, uh, including VIP packages. Get yours at HonorFightingChampionship.com.